0: Hey, boozers. Hello. I'm Gabe. And I'm Alexis. And I'm going to first put a trigger warning. This case that we are dealing with, um, or that I'm going to tell you guys, deals with suicide. So if you are sensitive to the subject, please, please, please skip this episode. Um, Because this one's going to be a tough one. Yes. It's, It's one that makes you hate people. And ever ever since I heard this one, it literally has like pissed me off so much.
1: I agree. I just with
0: you. I can't. <laughs>
1: and I can't believe they like hired a legit actress and everything to play this girl and give her like her own little freaking TV docu series. Yes. Yes. Like she doesn't deserve the
0: recognition for that. Yes. Not at all. No, not at all. Um, as well as this is going to be this is. Our opinions on things. Now we are not going to give our opinions on anything until the very end. I want you guys to get the full story and then I'll tell you how I fucking feel about it, which I'm, I'm sure pretty you sure you can <laughs> clearly tell how I feel about it. Um now again, these are our opinions because I'm not trying to have someone come and try to sue us because we're saying some shit. Right. Um, so this is the case of Conrad Roy the third. So grab a drink and
2: and let's get get cracking.
0: Conrad was born on September 12th of 1995 to Conrad Jr. and Lynn Roy. Conrad graduated on the honor roll from Old Rochester Regional High School in June with a 3.88 GPA. Um, he simultaneously earned his captain's license from the Northeast uh, Maritime Institute and had been accepted to Fitchburg State University. He played baseball, rode crew, ran, and was an all-around athlete. He worked for many years for Tucker Roy uh, Marine Towing and Salvage, Inc. um, on many salvage jobs in the New England area with his father, grandfather, and uncle He had two younger sisters, and he was described to be a fairly happy kid. Now, after his parents separated, um, Conrad started to develop depression. Uh, Conrad struggled with social anxiety, depression, for which he had seen several therapists and counselors, including a cognitive behavioral therapist in the weeks prior to his death. He had been hospitalized for acetaminophen uh, overdose at the age of 17, and he was talking to a girl he had met in a group, and she called the police. Um, He had been taking the antidepressant, um, well, how do you say that? Citalopram. Citalopram. You're welcome. (laughs) Also known as Celexa Mm -hmm. uh, for some time. Now- In 2012, Conrad and his family took a vacation to visit his great aunt in Florida. While they were there, he met 15-year-old Michelle Carter. Now, Carter was born on August 11th of 1996 in Massachusetts to Gail and David Carter. She went to King Philip Regional High School in Rentham. Um, she had developed an eating disorder at the age of eight or nine, may have injured herself by cutting, so self-harm, um, was on prescription psychiatric medication from the age of 14 Damn. and attended counseling at McLean Hospital in Belmont. Now, the two seemed to really hit it off. Um, and they, have a, they have a lot of
1: com- in common. Basically, yeah. they're both like very sad.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and they met because her grandma was at the same place that her great aunt was, or his great aunt was, and so they kind of like pushed them two together to try to get them, you know, to oh, date.
1: Oh, I wonder how they. Oh, it makes me so sad because like everything that's happened. Yes. Um, so they spent a couple of
0: days riding bikes and watching alligators, which is literally the most Floridian <laughs>
1: thing you could thing do ever. Be like, hey, you want to go down to the beach and watch some alligators?
0: <laughs> that could literally chop my arm off. <laughs> it's fine. We won't get too close. We'll watch from a distance. <laughs> watch from a distance. Now, by the end of the vacation, his little sister had told his mom that he had met someone. Now, Michelle lived in Plainville, which was only about 40 miles away from where Conrad lived. However, they only met in person a handful of times between 2012 and 2014. Now, their relationship, um, if you will, was mostly just texting. They would text several times a day and discuss how they were feeling, how life was going, their mental health, and all that. Um, He had talked about committing suicide to Michelle quite a few times. And after learning he was planning to kill himself, uh, Carter actually discouraged him uh, for attempting suicide in 2012 and in 2014 and encouraged him to get professional help.
1: Which is what a good friend would do. Cause it seems like that they don't have any like actual like, um, like romantic things that are like they're not really yes. like a romantic relationship. They're more just friends. And I understand because I feel like people who have mental, you know, disorders like that need other people that also suffer from the same things because <laughs> is that why we're so compatible <laughs> probably Oh, <laughs> because well, like honestly like my husband doesn't have like he's just this fucking happy-go-lucky guy and makes like, me sick good for you bro but like i'm sad and i need to su- i need to talk to someone about why i'm sad and gabe and i have had multiple conversations deep conversations indeed about just like how we're feeling why we're feeling that way sometimes we don't know why we're feeling this way and it just Mm -hmm. it really helps to have someone who understands and someone to like really push you through because these these feelings aren't gonna last forever. As bad as it sounds, it really helps to have someone as
0: fucked up as you are because <laughs> you don't feel. No, seriously. No, you, no, you, no, I understand. I you, <laughs> I get it. You just don't feel as crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it, it, and they they seem to be on like your level because when I won't name names, but when I spoke with someone who didn't have any sort of depression or whatever. Mm-hmm. Literally, they're like, So why are you depressed?
1: Exactly. Like sometimes, like, I love John to death. I really do. But he for it took him a couple years to realize that him saying, Well, fix it isn't gonna fix the issue. Yes. You know, like he, he'll be like, Why are you sad today? Why are you crying today? Listen, bro. If I had the answer to that, you think I'd be sitting here crying and sad? Indeed, I would not.
0: <laughs> um now in 2014 her attitude completely changed um she started thinking that it would be a good thing to help him die and in june roy had texted carter suggesting that they act like romeo and juliet And honestly, I think a lot of this stemmed from a domestic altercation that happened in February uh, 2013 between Conrad and his father, um, as well as the separation of his parents, because he did take that very hard. And according to a couple of news articles, they said it was a really nasty divorce.
1: Those are the worst. They really are. Like, no matter how old your children are separating like I understand a lot of times it's better for you guys like in the long run yes but I am a child of divorce like and it 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 sucks it really does because then you're like do I have to pick a side you're like do I you know do I have to like my new step-parents do I have to like my new step-brothers and like because listen I grew up it was literally just Kelly and I and now I have four freaking step-brothers I don't even know what like how do I make conversation with them like <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> what do I do <laughs> I feel lucky because my parents are too divorced except my dad went to prison <laughs> and so I didn't have to deal with it <laughs> you
1: got like was the, <laughs> the easy way out yeah
0: I just I got a new dad and that was pretty much it I got a new dad <laughs> that was it <laughs> I feel pretty lucky. Um, now, I couldn't find much about what exactly happened um, on that night in February. Um, but there's an HBO Max documentary because you guys know I have to fucking find some sort of documentary for me to, like, watch. I love documentaries. Um It's called I Love You. Now die. Oh, my. <laughs> I know. They couldn't have
1: picked a better title. No. So... Right to the point. Conrad
0: and his father got into a physical altercation. Now, I do not agree with this, um, but Conrad Jr., which is his dad, claims that when he was a child, his father said to him that if he ever hit him, he would hit him back. And according to Conrad's dad, it was the same situation and he didn't go much into detail. He just says, I know what happened. And I love my son.
1: That's called generational trauma. Yes. For any of you who want to know, mm-hmm. break the freaking cycle. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it now.
0: Um, but he goes on to say that basically he wouldn't change anything that uh, happened. If it, if it the same situation were to happen now, he'd do the exact same thing. What? Yeah. I just I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've dealt with some you know something like that. And right. I just I don't know. Um, so, on July 13th of 2014, Conrad was in the Kmart parking lot and died via suicide of carbon monoxide poisoning. Now, this is where the story literally just like <sighs> turns because it's not just a suicide. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, I'm going to kind of break down the days in and weeks that were leading up to you know, the day of his death, what the family was thinking and what was actually going on through the text messages between him and Michelle. Now, according to Conrad's mom, he seemed to be perfectly happy in the weeks leading up to his death. In fact, the week before, um, she said that he was talking about his future and what he wanted to do. And even the day before, he seemed really happy and kissed his mom goodbye before he went to leave.
1: See, I feel like that's the thing with depression, you know? Like you could be happy and smiling one day and then the next day it feels like the world's falling apart. And that's really the scary thing about mental illnesses like this because they they're not just something that, you know, every single day you feel this way. It's something that once every say like freaking five years it could happen once every 10 years it could happen once every month it could happen you know
0: yes and i will be very like vulnerable with you guys these past few months i have been getting a lot better because i was in a very very dark place and it was almost to the point where i didn't even recognize who was staring back at me in the mirror, and I was afraid of what I am capable of. Now, if you know me, I do have self-harm scars. Um, my wrists are literally <laughs> scarred. I have a tattoo that covers them, but you can still see like my cuts through that. Um, but it's it's scary when you get to the point of no return you know, the the rock bottom where you don't even know what you yourself is capable of doing. I mean, as terrible as this sounds, there was a day that I just left. I left. I didn't tell John that I was leaving. I threw my phone out the window as I was driving and I fucking went and I sat in a parking lot and I didn't come home for like hours and john had no idea where i was at he had no way to get a hold of me and something in me like snapped back and i drove back home and you know i knew like then like okay i have to get help like i i really do so these past few months, I've been working on myself and getting a lot better. And I encourage anyone out there who needs the help to get the help as well. It doesn't make you
1: a bad person. It doesn't make you weak. If and I anything. I don't want to brag or anything, Uh, but I was like, yo, Gabe, podcast? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and she was like, fuck yeah, bro. And look, yes. now we're sitting here laughing and thriving thriving and enjoying what is bas- like basically blooming out of this hobby of oh, ours yes you guys um, don't even know, but it's it's happening. We'll yeah. tell you at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, okay, so I'm going to read you some of the text messages um, between him and Michelle. Now, this is like the day before and then the date of leading to his death. Now, I'm just going to warn you, some of these are going to be really uncomfortable to hear. And so what we're going to do is we are going to have Alexis read Conrad, and then I will read Michelle. Okay. Conrad. Hey, you there?
1: Hey, sorry, I fell asleep.
0: It's okay. Why haven't you done it yet, though?
1: I'm too messed up, to.
0: What are you talking about? My head. You can't think about it. You just have to do it. You said you were gonna do it. Like, I don't get why you
1: aren't. I don't get it either. I don't know.
0: So I guess you aren't gonna do it, then? All that for nothing? I'm just confused. Like, you were so ready and determined.
1: I'm gonna eventually. I really don't know what I'm waiting for, but I have everything lined up.
0: No, you're not, Conrad. Last night was it. You keep pushing it off and you say you'll do it, but you never do. It's always gonna be that way if you don't take action. You're just making it harder on yourself by pushing it off. You just have to do it. Do you want to do it now?
1: Is it too late? I don't know. It's already light outside. I'm going to go back to sleep. Love you. I'll text you tomorrow.
0: No, it's probably best the best time now because everyone's sleeping. Just go somewhere in your truck and no one's really out right now because it's an awkward time. If you're going to do it now, you're never. If you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. And you can say you'll do it tomorrow, but you probably won't. Asterisk, tonight. Love you. Thank you. For what? Are you awake? Yes. Are you going to do it today? Yes. Like in the daytime? Should I? Yeah, it's less suspicious. You won't think about it as much, and you'll get over it with instead of waiting until the night.
1: Yeah, then I will. Like where? Like I could go to any enclosed area,
0: go in your truck and drive in a sparkling lot, supposed to be parking lot, somewhere and park or something. Do it now, like early.
1: Didn't we say this was suspicious?
0: No, I think night is more suspicious. A kid sitting in his car just turned on the radio and do it. It won't be suspicious and it won't take long.
1: All right, I'm taking Holly for a walk. Okay. I don't know why I'm like this. Sometimes
0: things happen and we never have the answers why.
1: Like, why am I so hesitant lately? Like, two weeks ago, I was willing to try everything, and now I'm worse, really bad, and I'm, LOL, not falling through. It's eating me inside.
0: You're so hesitant because you keep overthinking it and pushing it off. You just need to do it, Conrad. The more you push it off, the more it will eat at you. You're ready and prepared. All you have to do is turn the generator on and be free and happy. No more pushing it off. No more waiting. You're right. If you want it as bad as you say you do, it's time to do it today.
1: Yep. No more waiting.
0: Okay. I'm serious. Like, you can't even wait till tonight. You have to do it when you get back from your walk. Thank you. For what?
1: Still bring here. Being.
0: Uh i would never leave you you're the love of my life my boyfriend you're my heart i'd never leave you ah i love you i love you too when will you be back from your walk
1: like five minutes
0: okay so you're gonna do it i guess well i want you to be ready and sure smiley face what's that mean haha
1: i don't know i'm freaking out again i'm overthinking
0: I thought you wanted to do this. The time is right and you're ready. You just need to do it. You can't keep living this way. You just need to do it like you did last time and not think about it and just do it, babe. You can't keep doing this every day.
1: I do want to, but I'm like freaking out for my family, I guess. I don't know.
0: Conrad, I told you I'll take care of them. Everyone will take care of them and make sure that they won't be alone, and people will help them get through it. We talked about this. They will be okay and accept it. People who commit suicide don't think this much. They just do it.
1: I know. I know, LOL. Thinking just drives me more crazy.
0: Exactly. You just need to do it, Conrad, or I'm going to get you help. You can't keep doing this every day.
1: Okay, I'm going to do it today.
0: Do you promise?
1: I promise, babe. I have to now.
0: Like right now? Where do I go? You can't break a promise and then and just go in a quiet parking lot or something. Okay. Go somewhere you know you won't get caught. You can find a place I know you can. Are you doing it now?
1: Still have no clue.
0: Not finding a place to go isn't an excuse. I know where to go. Where?
1: A park and ride. Ride? That's what it's called. It's like a parking lot.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Are you going now?
1: Either that or go to the beach.
0: Why would you go to the beach?
1: Well, that's where my mom's going.
0: I thought you were just going to do it.
1: My mom's making me go. When I get home, I'm going to do it.
0: Okay, promise? I'm going kayaking.
1: Ha Anyways, ha, you love kayaking.
0: Yup, sometimes, some things I wish we could have done.
1: Make sure you take your son kayaking.
0: Haha, ha, of course I will.
1: Good, what's up?
0: Kayaking, haha. Ha. Still? Yup, but I'm done now. Again, yep, but I'm done now.
1: I love you so much.
0: I love you forever.
1: I'm in the worst pain right now, like it's unbearable.
0: I think it's time to do it now. Do you agree Conrad please answer me please answer me I'm still at the beach oh, okay sorry let me know when you're leaving okay sorry that was my friend who called she wanted to know if she could borrow my bike because hers has a flat tire haha
1: it's all good don't worry about it okay I'm determined
0: I'm happy to hear that I'm ready good because it's time babe you know that when you get back from the beach, you gotta do it. You're ready, you're determined. It's the best time.
1: Okay, I will. Are you back? No more thinking.
0: Yes, no more thinking. You need to just do it. No more waiting.
1: On way back. I know where to go now. Where? A parking lot. There's gonna be no cars there at nine, so that's when I'll when I'll be found.
0: Okay, perfect. When will you be home?
1: Ten minutes. Haha, <laughs> that's perfect. Okay. And, well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to kill anyone else with me. You won't. When they open the door?
0: They won't know it's odorless and colorless. You're overturning. They will see the generator and realize you breathed in CO.
1: So should I keep it in the back seat or the front?
0: In front. You could write on a piece of paper and tape it saying carbon monoxide or something if you're scared.
1: I was thinking that, but someone might see it before it actually happens.
0: Well, wait. The generator is going to be on because you'll be passed out. So they'll know you use carbon poisoning. Dead.
1: It's not loud, is it?
0: Not really, LMAO. Okay, good. Are you going to do it now? I'm home. Okay.
1: Ah, what? I I don't know. I'm stressing.
0: You're fine, It's going to be okay. You just got to do it, babe. You can't think about it.
1: Okay, okay. I got this.
0: Yes, you do. I believe in you. Did you delete the messages?
1: Yes, but you're going to keep messaging me?
0: I will until you turn the generator on.
1: Okay, well, I'm bringing my sisters for ice cream.
0: So you will do it when you get back?
1: Yep, I'll go right there. Okay. Love you.
0: I love you so much.
1: Smiley face.
0: Heart. Nothing, just resting.
1: Okay, haha, I'm procrastinating.
0: Yeah, haha, I know. Are you back? Yep. So it's time?
1: Oh, it's been time.
0: Are you gonna do it now?
1: I just don't know how to leave them, you know?
0: Say you're going to the store or something.
1: Like, I want them to know that I love them.
0: They know. That's the one thing they definitely know. You're overthinking.
1: I know I'm overthinking. I've been overthinking for a while now.
0: I know. You just have to do it, like you said. Are you going to do it now?
1: I haven't left yet. haha.
0: Why? Dot, dot, dot. Leaving now. Okay. You can do this.
1: Okay. I'm almost there.
0: Okay. Please answer me. I'm scared. Are you okay? I love you. Please answer. You're at your dad's. Camden told me. I'll get you help soon, I guess. I thought you actually did it. So... In those text messages, you can hear that he was pretty determined on what he wanted to do, but yet he was still afraid to do that.
1: See, I don't think he was determined. I think he was screaming for help. And he thought that he had like a confidant and he thought that he had a friend who would understand his feelings. Yeah. And obviously she had told him in the past, hey get help like you're in a low spot right now and he was probably expecting the same thing but instead she turned around and goes well you going to do it or what yeah so a month prior to
0: his death he recorded a video that he posted on YouTube um of him basically talking about like his life and like what's going on what's going on in his head so i'm going to play you a clip of it um and just, he doesn't sound, which I know that people who are depressed, they, they put on a show, mm-hmm. you know, they put on that happy face. But, like, to me, he still doesn't sound like he's depressed. Like, See,
1: that's what I'm saying is he doesn't seem determined to end his life. He just, he he sounds like someone who's having a hard time but is trying to go past it. And literally, he has a friend shoving him off the cliff.
0: Yeah. Okay, so here's the clip.
2: This is Conrad Henry Roy III reporting about social anxiety. Social anxiety to me is the inability to function properly in a manner that you want to in social situations. And one of the things that I've realized is not all eyes are on you at all times. People don't necessarily judge you particularly in a situation where you're not feeling very good by yourself. Uh, you're making mistakes. Like, people understand that you come across as. They're not gonna judge you, and make fun of you. Like that's just who you are, as an individual. And the quicker you are to realize who you are, the better. Like you don't have to be this amazing, like thought out, drawn out like superhero, like Incredible Hulk, Superman. I don't know the people that are portrayed in the media as like perfect, but they're not perfect. I mean taking drugs serious cocaine like oh my god he's not perfect nobody's perfect you just have to accept yourself as an individual the hardest thing for me is to be comfortable in my own skin now i know i know i know i know i know a lot of people tell me a lot of people tell me that I have a lot going for me. I have to be happy. I have to be happy. Well, no, you don't have to be happy. Your happiness comes from what your conscious goes you con... happiness comes from your conscious thoughts and well-being. It's you create your own happiness. And by you creating your own happiness, in a sense, here in a society where you look at someone better off than you, happier. You want to be jealous and envious of them. For no, it's just subconscious. You just go, when you're depressed, you just go to place to place oh, yeah, this guy's happy, this guy, you just point out, wait, the obvious.
0: So, I don't know, like, to me, he he sounds
1: like he's depressed, but it, it's like, he's trying to accept himself for it. Yes. It, it, like, it kind of hurts me, because, like, he obviously, he knows he's sad. He knows he's upset. He knows he's depressed. And he's... Even with posting that YouTube video, I feel like that was a cry for help. Yes. And and unfortunately,
0: as like not like as bad as this sounds, but a lot of people do that. Yes. A lot of people do certain things that you know they're asking for the help. Like for me, I rec- I didn't recognize it as I was doing it, but like after everything happened and I've gotten better. I, you know, I thought about it and I was like, holy shit, I like spiraled and I was drinking so much. I had so much going on, like on my plate that like, it was just so overwhelming. I had to put my dad in rehab and I was dealing with my postpartum depression and stuff like that. And like, I felt like I was drowning. So what did I do? I fucking drank and I drank and I drank and I drank and I drank. And I feel like that was like my cry for help or my way of trying to cope with things. But I wanted someone to notice like, hey, you're spiraling. And it was like, nobody did until like it was way worse, you know? So. He does have like another clip, which I think goes more towards like his depression, um, but there's like multiple different clips that I could find, and I didn't want to do the entire thing, but here's another clip of him, and it kind of seems like it's a different video, but I'm not 100% sure. This is
2: Conrad Henry the III, reporting to you about what's going on through my mind. What's going on through my head the last few days? So it all started off just I'm trying to do too much to better myself. It's a so little time, like, studying vocabulary words, trying to relate TV shows, movies, sports figures, cars, like, I don't know, Twitter phenomenon, like, real life situation not real life situations like current events situation like current events or what's going on in the media because that's what people like to talk about people generally like to talk about things that are going on <laughs> in the media and what i am doing is i'm looking at myself so negatively looking at myself minuscule little particle the face of this earth it's no good trash will never be successful never have a wife. never have kids never never learn but I have a lot to offer someone. I'm introverted, nice and caring, That's some benefits. I'm a nice kid. But it's just, it comes to a point where I'm just too nice.
1: See, it sounds like to me, like he's trying to. I don't know, look at like the bright side of things. Like he's he's looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. So he keeps like he talked about, you know, doing puzzles and finding things to do and he's obviously he he's trying to get his mind off of thinking these things. Yes. Yes, indeed. And
0: even in the 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 text messages, he's like, I don't know why I'm like this.
1: Right. I just it really just drives me crazy that out of all the people in the world, he was texting her, and instead of helping, she didn't. Yes. Now,
0: after Conrad's death, his father found a notebook and some notes in his room, and one of those notes was to Michelle, um, and I will read it to you. The note for Michelle read, To Michelle. Keep strong in tough times. You taught me how to be strong and carry on. This life has been too challenging and troublesome to me, but I'll forever be in your heart and we will meet up someday in heaven. Put your best foot forward and your chin held up high. Our songs, listen to them and remember me. Take anything from my room at my mom and dad's to remind you of me. You'll get there. I'm sorry about everything. I am I am messed up, I guess. I wish I could express my gratitude, but I feel brain dead. I love you and greatly appreciate your effort and kindness towards me. Keep your heart beating and keep pushing forward. Go to YouTube and type in Rocky Balboa quote and let the light guide you.
1: I love you. See, just drives me crazy she literally had him so brainwashed that he was able to trust her and that she was, like, the fact that he keeps saying over and over, thank you, no, no, she doesn't deserve your gratitude. She doesn't deserve your conversation. And it makes me so sad that he doesn't see that. And he didn't see that.
0: Yeah. And according to Conrad's parents, they didn't know, like, anything, which- I mean, that's a teenager. You know what I mean? Nobody really knows, like, the full extent. They didn't even really know that she was his girlfriend. And according to the documentary that I watched, it wasn't even like that. Conrad, like, allowed her to say that she was his girlfriend. And that was it. Apparently, they were actually really mean towards each other. Like, some of the text messages, like... That they had. Um, One of them. He texted her and was like. Fuck you bitch. And she's like. Question marks. And he's like. JK. With a smiley face. (laughs) I'm Like what the hell. And then he was like. Then he called her an asshole. And then they like went back and forth. uh, Like name calling. And they would do this thing. Where he would be like. Tomato. And she's like. Chicken. And it was like. Teenagers. Yes. They would go word for word. And I'm like. did i do that stupid shit man yes like i don't even want to see my text messages that i sent when i was a teenager because i mm -mm. it's gotta be embarrassing um now they michelle would text his parents um she would well i shouldn't say parents michelle would text his mother and he, she would text his sister to check up, see how they're doing, and
1: stuff like that, which I don't know. It just like makes me sick. But, but she was playing the supporting, grieving girlfriend.
0: Yes. Which she said she was going to do. So, as well as playing the supportive girlfriend to his family, she was. Introduced to Conrad's best friend. Now, he wanted to do something uh, to raise awareness for suicide. And she was like, well, let me do it. And so she um, did a fundraiser called Homers for Conrad. And they played a baseball game. They raised money and whatnot. Now, (laughs) she literally didn't let his friend pretty much do anything at all. Um, she did it in Plainville, which is where she lived. So people had to drive over an that's, hour away.
1: That's crazy. Like, they don't know him. They don't even know who this kid is. And they. And she's just expecting people to, like, show up.
0: Yes. Yep. Um, and then, like, in the show that I was watching, the girl from Plainville, they, she did a speech. And then... Uh, the friend wanted to do something and she's like, oh, well, we're out of time. So you'll have to do it later. So she wanted the attention. Absolutely. Um, She even got pictures with like all of the baseball players and like friends of hers and whatnot. Like she was, it was her time to shine, basically. Um, Now, Conrad's mother... Um, she said that she had a dream that Michelle helped Conrad's friend through the depression um, of losing Conrad and she was so happy and woke up and texted her telling her all about her dream. So she like...
1: Uh, that hurts. That hurts me.
0: I know. She like
1: confided in her. That's, oh my gosh. That, and like... I couldn't even imagine losing a child. And I'm sure she was so grateful to have someone who cared about Conrad so much. Yes. To do this fundraiser and like helping the family. Yes. And then just to like turn around and find out what really happened. Yes. It'd be like losing him all over again.
0: Now, this entire time, police officers were apparently they. Even though it was like a suicide, they have to, they still have to investigate it. Mm -hmm. Um, So they obviously had Conrad's phone while he left all of his passwords and stuff like that. And they read through the text messages that some of them that Conrad and Michelle had done. Yeah, because
1: just because you delete something does not mean that it's gone forever. And the fact that. Teenagers do not understand this, or even, like, grown-ass adults don't understand this blows my mind. Yes. I still don't understand it. (laughs) Um,
0: Now, on October 2nd of 2014, the Fairhaven detectives interviewed Michelle at school where they asked for her phone and her laptop passwords. Um, they t- When they told her that they would be taking these because they had a warrant for her phone, she said, so do I not get my phone back?
1: Wow. Priorities.
0: Yes. Um, and so in the documentary, the lead investigator states that he read over a thousand text messages between Conrad and Michelle. Could you imagine? No.
1: My brain would be fried. No. No, no, no. Because, like, I know how I texted at 17 years old. Yes. And let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I, I,
0: and that they literally talked about everything. Like, could you imagine if they were, no. like, sexting and shit and you're just, like, reading. Yeah, you're you like, have
1: to fuck. redo through that. That'd be so cringy. He said
0: that him and his partner both took turns like taking
1: a stab you'd have to Ugh. like you could not like you're like I can't do this someone someone relieve me please
0: and the worst part about it is in some of those text messages like she would talk about the future and like she knew that he wanted to die and she was like if I have a baby I'm gonna name it Conrad and he's like well um, if you name him after he- me make sure that he has like tugboats and stuff and he plays baseball and shit like that and i'm like what the fuck is going on right now
1: like it was such a normal conversation for them yes the fact that it got to that point where they could just like joke about him literally dying and then her just continue to living her life that just that's insane yeah now that day That Conrad died, he spoke
0: with Michelle on the phone for 47 minutes while he sat in the truck. And at one point, she allegedly told him to get back in when he expressed his doubts about taking his own life.
1: Because he didn't want to. He
0: literally stepped out of the vehicle and she said to get back in.
1: Because he did not want to. And He was literally just asking for her to be like... Okay, then don't do it. That's all that it really would have taken.
0: And another thing that they found was text messages uh, to Michelle's friend. Now, in these text messages, she would repeatedly send lengthy texts about, I don't know why people don't like me. Um, I don't know why people don't want to hang out with me. I just don't get it. Is there something wrong with me that I can't see? i can answer
1: that question yes
0: this is where the part like it gets like real fucking like delusional um she would often get quotes from the tv show glee and try to pass them off on as her own
1: so she just wanted attention
0: yeah she would literally take um you know if you haven't seen glee i'm sorry i'm gonna spoil it (laughs) one of the people like they actually died in real life. And so they, that character died Mm -hmm. and there was a part where she was the grieving girlfriend and she literally took lines from this episode and sent it to her friends. Like at the days after Conrad
1: had died. She literally, she, I, I don't even know. Like I'm, I'm I'm like speechless. Like she sounds so narcissistic delusional. and delusional. And like, are you really that fucking lonely? And are you really that like I'm I'm moving my hands all over the place. It, it gave like Gaba knows that like when I start to get frustrated, my hands start to go like everywhere and my hands are fucking flying right now. Like well, I just
0: can't. Apparently, she did not have very many friends. Now, she did have one friend that was like her best friend, and she was texting someone else and was telling her that this person made her feel a certain way. She's like, we really connected, and every song that I hear reminds me of her. I don't know if I'm bi, but I just love her and no one else compares to her. And I just don't think I could love anyone like I love her. Now, when they talk to the girl and her mother, because the mother said that you are no longer allowed to hang out with her at all. Yeah. And so they said that she was crazy, that there, there was no sort of physical, like intimacy or like nothing like that. They never got to that point and she was have, just obsessed. Yes, she was obsessed and like with created her.
1: this like fake
0: relationship.
1: Yes. yes. Honestly, um, it's it's just like she everything she does just draws attention to herself. Yes. She did
0: also um send a text message to her friend that testified against her um and she said I fucking told him to get back in. I could have stopped him, but I didn't. Now, her friend recalls on July 10th, the night after she had spent the night at Michelle's house, that Michelle texted her saying that Conrad was missing. Now, at this time, he was not missing. Remember, he was still at home, and he didn't leave until July 13th. So, she set this story up. To get people's attention. Yeah. Um, Michelle Carter was indicted on February 4th uh, of 2015 and arraigned the following day in New Bedford Juvenile Court um, in Massachusetts on charges of involuntary manslaughter. Now, the grand jury found enough to charge her um, with recklessly... Um, assisting the suicide. Now, she was 17 at the time, and the court indicted her as a youthful offender rather than a juvenile, meaning that she could be sentenced as an adult. Good. Now, in June of 2015, the district court judge denied a defense motion to remove the Bristol County um, District Attorney's Office from the prosecution. The defense argued that the DA, Thomas M. Quinn, III should be removed because he is first cousins to Roy's grandmother, Janice, and therefore Conrad's first cousin twice removed. However, Quinn had already handed the case over to his deputy DA, uh, William McCauley, And on July 1st of 2016, an appeal to the grand jury indictment um, heard by the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court um, was also denied, allowing the case to go forward. Robert J. Cordy, writing for the um, unanimous court, found that there was probable cause to sustain the manslaughter indictment. On Monday, June 5th of 2017, the day before trial was scheduled to begin, Carter raved, waived her right to a grant jury or like to a
1: jury trial. Which, by the way, so dumb. People, if you get arrested, get a jury. Literally, the judge will never, never be on your side. Get a jury. Yeah,
0: look at Casey Anthony. Yeah. Um. Now, the case was heard by Judge Lawrence, um, in the Bristol County Juvenile Court of Massachusetts, and Carter was represented by Joseph P. Cataldo and Corey Maderna Madura as there was limited legal precedent for prosecuting the encouragement of suicide Catalo inis- initially asked uh taunton juvenile court court judge for the summary dismissal, arguing that Carter's texts were protected under the First Amendment. And the text history showed that Roy had been contemplating suicide without Carter's input. So if anyone, if you don't know what the First Amendment is, it's freedom of speech.
1: Which I, I hate to do this, but I understand where they're coming from. Yes. Because as an american you literally have the freedom to say basically anything you want but there are lines like there's lines drawn like you can't just go to a bathroom and sharpie on the wall that you're going to kill someone like that that that's probable cause right so i mean i can kind of see where they're they're trying to get away with that i under- i totally understand that that's the motive that they're using i think that was very smart of them to do that yes but this, this isn't just something that she started. This is like two years worth of friendship that just she used to her advantage.
0: Right. Now, the judge did decline this motion. Um, so on June 16th of 2017, uh, Monas found Carter guilty of involuntary manslaughter. And he stated prior to his ruling that it was Carter's phone calls with Roy when He was in the truck gassing himself, described by Carter's text to friends, um, rather than preceding text messages that caused him to go through with killing himself. Um, They found that Conrad had the broken chain of self-caution towards his suicide when he exited the truck and that it was um, Michelle wanton and reckless encouragement to Conrad um, to return to the truck that caused his death. Now, after the guilty verdict, Roy's father, so Conrad's father, stated publicly that the family was pleased with the verdict, but they wanted privacy. Um, And In an interview that I watched, um, Lynn, which is conrad's mother said that she didn't think that she was going to get any time so literally any time that she got was going to be good enough for her
1: yeah because i think wasn't she like literally one of the first or one of the only people to ever be charged in something like this like this isn't this isn't something that they had like a rule book to go by you know this is literally the first time that a lot of these people had ever seen anything like this
0: yes and um lynn uh, appeared on CBS Forty Eight Hours show, saying that she didn't believe that Carter um, had a conscience, and that she knew exactly what she was doing. She
1: did. She when she literally texted her friend and said, "I could have stopped it. Yes, you could have, but you chose not to because you wanted the the attention of being the the grieving
0: girlfriend." Now, Carter remained free on bail pending her sentencing, and on August 3rd of 2017, um, they sentenced her to serve two-and-a-half term with 15 months to be served in the Bristol County House of Corrections, and the rest of the um, balance suspend and five years of probation to be served. Now, soon after the sentencing was handed down, Carter's lawyers asked to issue the stay of sentence until all of Carter's Massachusetts court appeals options are exhausted. Um, they granted the stay with conditions that Carter stayed away from the Roy family. Now, on February sixth of two thousand nineteen. The Supreme Judicial Court ruled that Michelle acted with criminal intent when she encouraged Roy into suicide, so her involuntary manslaughter conviction was ordered to stand and that Carter's 15-month prison sentence would be enforced in the near future. The rest of the two-and-a-half-year sentence was suspended, followed by five years of probation. Now, under um, order from the Massachusetts judge, Carter began serving her 15-month sentence on February 11th of 2019. Um, Michelle had a parole hearing for early release, and her request was denied on September 20th of 2019. Now, Carter's lawyers petitioned that the case um, to the Supreme Court Of the United States in July of 2019, based upon the First Amendment and the Fifth Amendment grounds. Do you know what the Fifth Amendment is? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't.
1: It's like there. It's at the tip of my tongue. Hold on. Keep going. Okay.
0: Now, Carter's defense lawyers argued that Conrad had a history of suicide attempts, which he only had one. um, And then the decision to end his life was that of his own.
1: Okay, so the Fifth Amendment guarantees the right to a grand jury, forbids double jeopardy, and protects against self-incrimination. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: so that Carter was bewildered over the case against her that talking, taking all the text and context, she tried to talk him out of it. They argued in the initial hearing that the defendant had broken no law, had a First Amendment right to free speech, and was a juvenile. Now, the Supreme Court declined to hear the case in January of 2020, leaving in place the Massachusetts Supreme Court conviction. On January 23rd of 2020, Carter was released early from prison, more than three months before her sentence ended due to good conduct. Which pisses me off. Like, I don't give a fuck. If you I don't give tidy a fuck everybody's cells. If that bitch had a chastity belt on in prison. Sweep the fuck floor. That bitch.
1: Like, I don't care. Buy me cigarettes. I don't give a fuck. You... You don't why is that even a thing? That irritates me so much. I know someone's going to be like, "Well, because of overcrowding." Like Fuck that. Bullshit, okay? I am calling
0: bullshit. Cram them in there like fucking sardines. Who
1: gives a fuck? There's a reason these people are in prison. Mhm. But because they're Being good while literally locked behind bars. They get to get
0: out early. So Massachusetts state law allows inmates to reduce their sentences by 10 days per month uh, for um, like good behavior. 10 days a month? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Carter served 11 months and 12 days of her 15-month sentence. Um, Now, since her release, she has no social media. She has not been spotted out in the world, which, good, because I'll fight you. Um, (laughs) And there was so much more to this case, like, in the courtroom and stuff like that. But it was just, like, so much to add. Now, there is a doctor that came in. And he argued about the side effects of a certain medication that both Conrad and Michelle were on. He basically says that she was subconsciously and consciously in and out of this state due
1: to her medication that she was taking. So apparently certain medications make you tell your boyfriend to kill themselves? So... She he claims
0: that this medication makes it hard for people to decide or decipher what is wrong and what is right. And in her mind, she thought that it was a good thing that she was helping him get past something or doing something that he wanted to do and in a way that she was helping. But some of the text messages, you know, where she's like well he's missing when she's over there literally texting him and stuff like that or she knows that he's dying in the truck and her mom texted her and she was like what are you doing she's like nothing just chilling at the house and you know was nonchalant about everything and he said that Sometimes when people have certain like eating disorders, it can basically cause them to become like manic, but not consciously know that they're in that position. Basically, it kind of sounded like a personality disorder. Like she would be another person and then snap back into being Michelle and not realize what. Was going on.
1: So basically, what you're telling me is for the safety of others, she still needs to be locked away.
0: Mm, That's what I feel. That's what I feel too. So I told you we were going to let leave our thoughts out until right now. So my thought is, is she 100% is guilty of manslaughter and should still be in prison. There was no way that he wanted to do this on his own. Um, there were doubts. He got out of the vehicle and she pushed him to get back in. Now, I don't care if we have the First Amendment, right? You are literally taking someone. This is, think of it like this. If you have a child and there is an adult who's like, take your pants off. And that child does that. Are you guys still going to be okay with freedom of speech? Because, I mean, he has freedom of speech. He's just telling the child to take his pants off. No. No one is going to be happy with that. That's That would be completely different. But she literally <laughs> told him to get back in the vehicle. And that was why he died. Yeah. So that's my thoughts. Fuck that bitch. If I see you, but your ass is done, I will fight you. Uh, that was a heavy one. It is. This case has really stuck out to me so much because I fucking hate America and our justice system because it's shit. It yeah. is literal shit. As much shit as fucking Amber Heard Fucking did on Johnny Depp's bed right now. Okay, oh, it's oh, too soon. I'm sorry. too soon. I'm man. sorry, man. I just I need to pour me a mega pint and get on with my fucking night because our justice system is so fucked up. You know, um, God, I can't even think of his name, and it it pisses me off because I fucking, ooh, I can't stand him. The kid that raped the girl who was completely Brock. Yes, there it is. Fucking Brock, man. And he got out in what, like two months,
1: three months? Well, because he was an athlete. I don't give a fuck. He had a bright
0: future. (laughs) I'm sure that fucking other girl did too. I'm sure she had a bright future that now she has to deal with a whole bunch of fucking (laughs) like PTSD and shit. I just, our justice system needs to change drastically and... There's actually there's another case that we're gonna be doing that (laughs) proves that our justice system fucking sucks, and these three boys were targeted. Yes, by police officers in their town. But that one's gonna be a long one, you guys. Oh, it's gonna be (laughs) like so long. It's gonna be like parts. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But it's. we need to change how things are. You don't even know how many people are wrongfully imprisoned for years. And all we do is say, oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> Here's 20 bucks and a bus ticket. Right. But.
1: Well, thank you for your, your soapbox. Yes. I appreciate it. You're welcome. We love you. Yes. Thank you. I love me too. (laughs) Oh, talking about that, you guys, you, my ego was like doubled today, skyrocketed. (laughs) So I had an eye doctor appointment because I got four eyes. She's blind as shit. Blind as shit. And I was, she's legally blind. I am. (laughs) I was over picking out new glasses. Right. And I feel so bad because I didn't get her name and I feel like a total jackass. But she legit walked up to me and she was like, do you do that podcast, Boozy? And let me tell you guys, I felt like an A-list celebrity. I was just chilling, like picking out my new glasses. And this literal stranger to me walked up and said, you and Gabe do that podcast, right? And like, yes. And I love you. And As Gabe said, we're going to need bigger shoulders to put our big ass heads on. You don't even know. And you don't know how fast I texted Gabe. And it was like, this just happened to me. I was like, bitch, we're famous. (laughs) We're fucking famous. (laughs) But we appreciate you so much. And I'm so sorry that I didn't get your name. It was just like one of those things where I was so flustered that I could not believe that someone literally recognized, like, My name and, like, me outside in the real world. In the
0: real world. (laughs) But honestly, I mean, like, not only you, but, like, all of our fans. All of the people that listen to us. We love it yes. i love 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 when i hear certain things about you know um we get this messages person.
1: and we get texts and we get like
0: snapchats and yes and i love like um talking to adam i found out that um isaiah his dad listens to us and he loves it so Aww. shout out to you that was really like heartwarming to hear um that he listens to our podcast as well and i was like god i hope we don't like cuss too much and adam's <laughs> like no <laughs> it's
1: fine and i, was I like, just okay I, good i just feel like it makes me feel so good that like we're like i, I want to help people you know and like if they're able to laugh that's the whole reason we did this is because we literally have these conversations when we watch stuff like this, and. I was like, you know, I feel like other people would really be interested in this. Yes. But, you know, thank you guys so much. You will never know how much we love and appreciate you. And to the lady at the eye doctors, thank you for making me (laughs) feel so egotistical
0: today. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I just want to end this with if you or someone you know is dealing with thoughts of harming themselves or anything like that reach out to them or if it's you yourself reach out to people it's okay to reach out and it's okay to you know i guess not so much feel defeated but it's okay to let your guard down and get the help because you were put on this earth for a reason and only you can find out what that reasoning is yes
1: but we love you we We love you so much
0: you are so loved by many even me even me. even though you probably don't know me (laughs) but it's okay
1: they might know you they might as of today i know (laughs) they (laughs) might (laughs) they might
0: they might know you but anyways we will talk to you
1: boozers later bye